So this is Leah. And I'm Bryant. And welcome to the Made Me Watch podcast. Down for me, babe. The Passage is a book. It, apparently, we just found that out by a Google search. If you also Google The Passage, the first thing that comes up is not the TV show. Do you know what it is? Uh, a book. No, it's not the book or the TV show. What is it? Passages, Malibu, Cl- Center for Addiction. Oh, yeah. Celebrity Center for Addiction. <laughs> Pay lots of money to still be an addict. Yeah. They, uh, the, the place is pretty freaking expensive. Yeah, and pretty worthless from what I've been told and what's online about, like, it's basically just a day spa for celebrities. Could be, but whatever works for you. It, I, it doesn't work for a lot it has a high a high a high rate of failure the rate of failure with addiction is high anyway yeah i think theirs is of the highest anyway moving on so this show do you remember new year's new year's day my favorite day nick cage day nick cage day yes nick cage day is the best day in the whole planet you watch a whole day's worth of uh nick cage movies do you remember nick cage day the movie we started out with it was called the humanity bureau yes so when this show was starting, that was all I could think of. And I was like, oh, Lord, I'm watching the Humanity Bureau again. Send help. Yeah. The Humanity Bureau is terrible. And even if you love Nick Cage, you shouldn't watch that movie. By the way, spending an entire day watching Nick Cage movie would make any Al-Qaeda member talk. I'm just saying <laughs> I love Nick Cage fucking day. torture. And it's the perfect way to start out a new year. We do it every year. It's awesome. You have to either start or end with The Rock. And Phase Off has to be played for some unknown reason. And Snake Eyes. Those are the three that we like generally play every year. None of which we watched this year. Snake Eyes. Did we? Yeah, you slept through it. Uh, to be fair, during the Humanity Bureau, within 15 minutes of it, I took out my tablet, put on 90 Day Fiance, and I was like, what up? Yeah. Yet you demand <laughs> that there be Nick Cage Day every year. I'm not the only one demanding Nick Cage Day. Nick Cage Day is a favorite. Um, it's a fan favorite it is a fan favorite i'll give you that because when we say it's nick cage day does everyone go oh lord not again no they go what are we gonna do what are we gonna watch what are we gonna see more or less that's that is the case we love nick cage day don't knock it till you do it so this show that was based on a book by someone named i think his name was noah cronin is about vampires the show that we're watching now Mm -hmm. is about vampires did you miss that whole scene what? Oh my god. What show? This is one of those moments where I'm like, you and I are watching two different shows. Because this show is about vampires. And I have lots of notes about vampires. First of all. Is there a little kid? Yes. Involved. Are the mercenaries kidnapping the little kid? Yes. Did her mother just die of, a of an overdose? overdose? Yes. Okay. And they try to tell her that they're from the Does city. he take her to the carnival and win the win the big surprise? When her fucking unicorn? Yes. Okay. Which is what so our dog are, looks like right now? Yes. So nice we're, tie So we're watching the same show onward. You're, you're just missing the fact that it's about vampires. Sure. I completely missed that. I, I now recede all opinions about this show because vampires, I'm out. So the show's about scientists trying to solve Earth's ailments. So like cancer and everything and doing so in extreme measures and they get Oh, that's right. I they, remember this. Yeah, they get the word of an urban legend of this dude in, I don't know, Chile or something. I wasn't paying attention. And they go see him because he's apparently been alive for 200 years. And as the kid that's like showing them where he is, he's telling them like, this is dangerous. I'm not going near that. You shouldn't go near that. This won't help you. Don't do it. Don't do it. And of course, one of the de- doctors gets way too close. He gets bitten. He becomes a vampire. And I've watched enough Supernatural to know you don't shoot vampires, you behead them. If you want them to, you have to cut their head off. 
And they just kept shooting him. So that clearly didn't work. And then one of the guys brought his buddy back to try and save him. And this started what they call Project Noah. Which totally makes sense because that's the writer's name. Wow. How fucking self-centered. I wish you guys could see Leah's face right now. I'm so irritated. I know. Did this? Did did the did the actual? See, normally what what we'll do is I'll I'll give like my version of the synopsis. Clearly, oh, his name's Justin. Not I'm Noah. completely off. But did you see how quickly that just turned on us? It's vampires. Vampire shows suck. Twilight sucks. Blade sucks. One, two, and three sucks. Anyway, moving on. But vampires are stupid. Unless they're dying, they can supernatural all the time. Mark Paul Gosselier is in this. Yes. Which you may or may not know from everything in the 90s. Most <laughs> notably, Zach Morris in Saved by the Bell. Sure. And he still is really fucking hot and barely aged. Yeah. Maybe he's Good. a vampire. So, so Leah. Yeah. Mark Paul Gosler. Beautiful. Good genes or good docs? Both. You think there's, there's been some plastic surgery there? I don't think there's been plastic surgery, but he's probably done Botox and shit. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. What is it? We're we're twenty years into the two thousands and he's a nineties icon. Yeah. So early nineties, like ninety yeah. I don't know. I'm not I can look it up because I have access to IMDB on both my phone and my computer, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I was like four years old when Yeah, I think it was ninety four because we yeah. were watching it. So he's real so fucking creepy in this though. And what they are trying to do is through being creating vampires of death row inmates yes they are trying to cure diseases and what they find out is the older the people that they are the more the harder time they're having curing that person and they can finally just become like crazy mm-hmm. and then there's also this like weird element of like them being somewhat psychic and torturing the people that work with them which is cool except for the fact that you know it's not and mark paul gosselier do you know his character's name in this show no. All my notes, I just have MPJ. No, I just refer to him as Mark One. Mark One? Yeah. Why Mark One? Isn't he the one of the dudes that kidnaps the little girl? Oh, Merc One, you mean? Merc. Mercenary One. Merc One, yes. Yeah, but he's the one who, like... Actually gives a shit? Yeah, he's, yeah. and he runs away with her. Yes, Merc One. Merc Two is the... is The guy that he, like... The guy that he... Tries to kill, almost. Yeah, and... But messes him up in the bathroom. I got really sad when they when they first first of all she's narrating it, which I think is a good good way to do this. I, I like the fact that it's her story and she's actually telling it. That was kind of cool. But I didn't like. It made me really sad when she was like, they wanted a a kid from nowhere, and I was the kid from nowhere. I was like, mm. yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But it does happen. And if she wasn't from nowhere, then she wouldn't have a story to tell. Oh, and one of the diseases they wanted to cure was avian flu, bird flu. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when that was like really like everyone was I do. terrified of it? I do indeed. So one of my sorority sisters had it. Really? Or they thought she had it. She went on vacation and like came back and they freaking quarantined her for I think 92 hours. Wow. And that was her like fun fact when I was joining the sorority. Was like I was quarantined for flu. Flu. I'm like, what? Tell me more, Natalie. That's uh, that's super unlucky. Yeah. Also, I don't know why people think it's a good idea to experiment on humans. We have enough sci-fi that tells us that's a bad idea. So I feel like 
they should know that. Yeah, but I feel like there's enough sci-fi that tells us that AI's a bad, a good or a bad idea, and we're still pushing forward on that one. Yeah, we don't learn lessons very well. No, we don't. Yeah. And and you know what this podcast has has changed in me. I think on a on a side note. Is it's made me much more cynical to the world and TV. You're welcome. I I just, you know, it's frustrating for me because it seems like that there's a general lack of original ideas. And in fact, that's not the case. But the these the networks and the the Hulus and the Netflixes and you know No, they go the with what works. Media goes with what works, but it's it's the same thing over and over and over again. Like, we haven't had a solid movie that did really well in the theaters that wasn't a superhero movie in like five or six years. Leave my superhero movies alone. Not that there's anything wrong with superhero movies. I love them. I go see them. They're great. But what, like, whatever happened to like a Field of Dreams or a Bull Durham? Boring. Or a Mighty Duck? There's been those, but we're out of the age range for that now. I mean, I, I kind of disagree with you because like, I think of you know, How to Train Your Dragon, right? It's, a, it's a, the new one's coming out and I'm really excited about it. But it's animated, but it's really good. Or I think of Dumplin', which I don't think you've watched, which is on Netflix. And it's a, a true story sort of based on a true story. And it's really good. There are good things out there, but there's also a lot of things that just make money and they're gonna go with what makes money and a lot of the movies that get made like was that terrible tom cruise movie that no one saw jack reacher no the one after that jack reacher 2 no it was not jack Jack ryan he wasn't no that's the guy from the office isn't that jack ryan i don't remember what it was but there was some tom it was like end of world or oh war of the worlds maybe it had something to do with china right no that's I, i i don't know i've actually or battle Battle, what is it? Battlefield Earth? No. I think that's the movie you're talking about. No, because the one I'm talking about had to do with him being in, like, China on the, like, um, the Great Wall and stuff and fighting. And oh, oh, uh, The Last Samurai. The Last Samurai, that's right? That's a fantastic movie. If you talk shit about it, I I've will I've never be. seen it because I don't care. It's a great movie. But that movie panned in the U.S., but they didn't make it for the U.S., and they do that a lot because certain movies that can be played in the U.S., are super banned in in Europe and stuff. And a lot of movies will get funding and they'll make no money in the U.S., but they make triple their budget in China and Europe and stuff. So I think it's just also what we go see. We don't go to a lot of movies, but I watch a lot of TV. You are here, there, and everywhere. You watch what I force you to watch, and sometimes you watch a couple things on your own. But I think it's just looking looking for the content because we are in the golden age of TV. Like, we are. I can watch a million Dick Wolf shows, and yeah, they're never going to be different, but that's why I watch Dick Wolf shows, because I know what I'm going in to expect. can't really watch, like, eight hours of SVU. I learned that the hard way recently. The newer seasons are so rough. Like, I I can put on eight hours of Law & Order from, like, the 90s and be perfectly content with my life, but watching eight episodes of the newest season of SVU, just because we had them on my on our DVR, was, like, it put me in a depressive mode, because it's gotten so intense unnecessarily so speaking of unnecessarily intense shows hannah which was on amazon and they did like a free for 24 hours and i was like okay i'll check it out and i live tweeted what i thought about it and all i can say about that show is i'm probably gonna make bryant watch it just because it was so freaking intense that i feel like he should share my pain but i feel like that's also a show you might really like didn't they make i th- I think they made a movie called hannah there is a movie that about was about 
the same no. general story? No, the movie about Hannah is about a doll that haunts people, I think. No, the movie about Hannah is, it's, I think Gerard Butler's in it or something like that, and he's her dad, and she's this badass, like, martial arts killer chick, like, little girl. She's, like, nine years old, but beats the shit out of everybody. I'm looking it up. Okay. I don't know. Everything I Googled that came up for that Eric Bana is in that movie. And it, holy moly. Wow, I really just said holy moly. Yes, It's the same girl. No, it's not. Well, maybe not. But it's it was a it was a pretty good movie, and I guess now they're making a TV show out of it. I'd I'd watch it. That movie was badass. That little girl was was gnarly for sure. But you know, I I I guess I I guess I can see what you're saying. I I watch every now and then. I'll watch old episodes of NYPD Blue. Yeah. <laughs> and that that it doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't hold up at all. Soup's racist. Well, <laughs> I mean, some of that. Some some of that. Super sexist. Yeah, but some of that, it's you know, it's nostalgic a little bit because the it, the 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 frame itself, the actual picture looks completely different than what we're used to now, and that that's kind of that's kind of cool. What else doesn't hold up? The Mighty Ducks still hold up. There's lots of things that don't hold up, and you're right, Hannah. The TV series is the movie. It's the same thing. But it's more of an elongated story. Yeah. Right? You, I think it's a little different, but... Can you find out if that if the story is based on a book? It is. It is? Yes. It's based on a thriller, which is code for a book. Oh. Let's go back to talking about the show we're actually reviewing instead of the movie that I've never seen on the show that I thought was super intense that we have to wait until March for it to come out for us to review. Well, I'm just excited. We're building hype. That, that's going to be a good show to talk about. There's lots to unpack there. Yeah, there's not much to unpack here though. That's that's kind of. That's yeah. the thing. I felt like this episode was just like a lead up. Yeah, and it, it might. It absolutely is a building build up episode. Like part of me was so fifty fifty on whether or not to watch the second episode, and we have it like we season past it, so it's on our DVR. But just a general note for anybody who does not listen to true crime podcasts or TV shows. But there's a part where the little girl, when she's getting kidnapped, she screams help. If you're ever actually being attacked don't scream help because people are less likely to look or be helpful because they don't want to get involved if you scream fire people will try and help so you're always supposed to scream fire if you're being attacked really yeah that's what they tell you in like like self-defense to scream fire because people will call police or they'll call the fire department or they'll try and help whereas if they if you scream help and they think you're getting mugged or whatever they just don't want to get involved Hmm. humanity has best man well but they actually some of the people that were looking at in this show did actually call the cops yeah, I mean they 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 napped her in broad daylight. Yeah, and then he stole Subaru. Yeah, which I found pretty funny. Shameless plug. Boop, boop. Everybody should have Subaru. And they stole a cop car at one point. They did, which bothered me because it's like cop cars have trackers, and this Mark Paul Gosselier's character is supposed to be like a badass like ranger and like superstar soldier. He should know better. Yeah, but. He did somehow find a payphone though. Did uh, and did you see how how old that that police car was? Yeah, but they still have trackers. Not back in the nineties. Yeah, no, but the 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 unit the communication unit does. Back in the nineties. No, because they replaced those all the time. Exactly, that was a nineteen nineties police car. But they replaced the communication things, the walkies and stuff. They replaced those all the time. So even but if the, I guess what I'm I guess what I'm trying to get at is is that maybe this is this thing is set back in time a little bit and isn't supposed to be modern day today. Does that make sense? I guess. What did you think about the scene on the river when she when he like pulled over in the middle of nowhere and like made her walk down a trail, which was like, are you gonna kill her? 
being a killer. And then he was like, you have to say goodbye to your mother. And they did that weird thing. Like, Yeah, I thought it was cute. I thought, I, it was, I thought it was really, actually, really smart writing, to be honest with you. I did, too, because I thought it was a good way to show, like, how people grieve, because she was so angry about, like, her mom dying of an overdose, and he was just like, no, what? tell me something good, and then she said something good, and he was like, what else? Yeah. And then he just, like, kept bugging her until she said basically something that she could hold on to, which was she said that her mom always told her that she was the joy of her life. Yeah. I, I liked, that was really smart. I, I liked the the dynamic i guess that, I like that it showed in his character yeah because he you know was originally at first he's this you know hard soldier type that's here to do do a job and get a job and get it done, and get it done, done and, and, it. yeah and, and like they one of the earlier scenes he was talking to like his partner or whatever and one of the earlier scenes he was talking to his partner about they dropped off some dude which Okay, so they have, at the beginning of the show, they have all these people that they're bringing to do these vampire tests on, and they're always people that are on death row. Don't you think if you inject somebody on death row with a violent attitude with something that turns them into a vampire, that that vampire is going to be violent and deadly? Yes. Right? So, like, shouldn't you... And I guess that's part of the reason why they're moving to children is because they're looking for someone pure and innocent, right? Both with, like, the young neurons or whatever they said, but also somebody who doesn't have the violent outrage is already built into them. But one of his partner was like, why do you ever wonder what happens when they go down the elevator? And he was like, no. And he did not care until he had to go get an 11-year-old girl, which was the same age that his daughter died. Yeah. And it showed, it. like I said, it showed an interesting side to his his personality, made him more human amongst the vampires that I'm sure down the line is going to start wreaking some havoc and devastation, right? So it's establishing a strong human character amongst a bunch of savages, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, she says there's that one scene in the car with like the terrible ADR, which really bothered me because they use, you know, ADRs basically like when for whatever reason the microphone didn't pick up good quality they have to in post they have to like re-record it Mm -hmm. and the way that they did it was so obvious that it was adr drove me insane because it like didn't look like he was saying it then it didn't have the same background noise which is something usually on a show like this that they would fix so that kind of really like stuck out to me and kind of made me go but during that one scene she was like as the narrator she was like this is the moment i always remember and i forget what he said to her but he's basically just said like we're gonna be okay and i've always got your back and then it cuts to and she was like and then you know essentially it's the end of the world or whatever so that's the part that happened in like the very last few seconds of the episode and that's the part that made me want to keep watching the second episode but every time i go into like, like go press play i'm like do I really want to get invested in this? Because I was invested in for five episodes of Manifest and no one can convince me that that show was good. I don't know if I want to get invested into five episodes of The Passage. I have lots of other TV. Like, I can watch Black Lightning, which is two seasons long and I haven't watched. Or anything on Netflix right now. I don't know if I can get invested in this show. I just don't. I, I can literally do anything else but continue to watch this show. I, it's, and... You know, more more power to them. I'm glad you guys got your paychecks on the production crew. I'm glad, you know, ev- the actors got their work and there's other people out there to watch this show. It simply just isn't for me. I just feel bad for Mark Paul Gosselaar because he had such a successful 90s and then 
every show that he's worked on has been like a season or two. He was on this great show on TNT that everybody should just go download and watch. I think it was about three or four seasons called Franklin and Bash. Yeah. It was just about like really funny attorneys that like just, it was great. I love that show. And then he was on this show, which I really liked, but I could see why it didn't get picked up. He was on a show like last year, I think it was, about a female pitcher like playing for the Padres. Oh, yeah. But they kind of made a lot of mistakes on that show, which one of them was he was her mentor and they slept together, which is like never a good. And like it tried to turn them into having like a romantic relationship, which kind of killed the chemistry on the show. Yeah. And then they also did this whole thing where like they tried to make you believe that the Padres were a contender in something, which is just like. No, dude. Yeah. The Padres and the Giants, two teams that are in no danger of getting out of the cellar anytime soon. Sorry, Rob. Womp womp. Fuck the Giants. Fuck the San Francisco Giants. Long live the New York Giants. So, you're clearly not going to watch the show anymore. No. I'm probably going to watch one more episode because I'm a glutton for punishment, but it probably won't be for like six weeks. And I also just really love Mark Paul Gossler because he's gorgeous. I'm not a big fan of the apocalypse apocalyptic shows uh, they don't no and like i said it earlier really did remind me of humanity <laughs> the the as soon as you put a vampire in it i'm out i i just it's not i don't find the storyline entertaining or the concept intriguing at all and i didn't really realize obviously until you and i started talking about it that it was an actual vampire yeah show i but I well, I thought I thought they were just doing like human testing on people and just injecting them with shit to try and figure out these cures. I didn't really put two and two together that there were that they were turning them into vampires. Why did you think in that one scene when they were talking about the only girl that was there that was a serial killer? Yeah. And they're like, it's time to feed her, and they opened up a thing that just filled with like a doggy bowl that filled with blood. That 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 you know what in my mind at that time. The thought that went through my head is, that's fucked up that they they would feed her through a hole like that. That's all I thought. I didn't think into it at all. Yeah, because going into this, Bryant was like, I want to talk about that show. Like, he was all excited about it. So, to see his mood completely shift because <laughs> he wasn't really paying attention is kind of great. Yeah, yeah, I really wasn't. But you you got to, I don't know, I just wasn't paying attention it, and that is why I can't continue to watch this show. It can't hold my attention long enough. No, it really it was hard. And you literally can do anything other than watch this show and your time is better spent. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I kind of agree. But again, I'm not big on apocalyptic shows. The world is ending. There's one person to save the world. Like, true, true to reality right now. And by so. the way, don't feel bad for, for uh, MPG, okay? That dude's got more mailbox money still coming in month to month. True. That at this point, it's just a hobby. That's why he can continue to make shitty TV shows. But he's also a good actor. So it's like, I want to see him. It's kind of like, you know, Violet Bean, right? The girl that I talk about in Godfriend of Me All the Time, Cara, Cara, whatever the hell far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That show. She was on The Flash and she was Jesse Quick. I loved her so much that when she left The Flash, I was like, oh God, I hope she gets another job because like, she's an amazing actress. Like She's doing all these weird indie movies, but I hope she gets something on TV again yeah. or a, a, you know, a full movie because she's that kind of a good actress. And luckily she did and she got on a great show and all things sort of work out. But that's where I feel bad for him because he is a good actor. I feel like he should get something challenging. And I think this is just challenging in the wrong way. I do think there are a lot of people out there that would like this show. I generally like 
like supernatural shows. I have watched quite a bit of not necessarily full on vampire shows, but you lose me at this is the end of the world. Although supernatural does it all the time, but 14 seasons in, what can I do? And you lose me at human experiments. I just can't. And like they got kind of vivid sometimes on like the, you know, and yeah, no. And also like if one person is controlling you psychically and torturing you, maybe don't make more. Just a thought. I mean, it's just a poor concept all the way around. But we are, in fact, dealing with AI and dealing with all the other things that we that we know is bad for us and we continue to do it. So, yeah, you know, that's ultimately what's going to lead to our demise, just like this show talks about. But that's a whole other story for another day and another TV show because this, this one doesn't get it done. I think the writing's a little bit compelling, but I think ultimately it's just... And it could be that me and Brian don't have the best attention spans, as we've mentioned a lot. There's a lot of squirrel mode going on, but I think they're just building it too slowly. But how could it be good writing if it's based off of a book? Well, there are a lot of books that, you know, I've never read Harry Potter and I've never seen Harry Potter. So I'm talking completely out of my ass. But based on how many people are obsessed with those books and movies, it can be done. It can be done. But then there's Ready Player One, which was an amazing book in the fucking awful awful movie i wanted to walk out of that movie so bad and of course one of the main characters named artemis who i am obsessed with and young justice so that just even made it worse that they just like destroyed her character yeah uh but you know it can be done and it can be ruined i think like i said the the lead up is just too much they could have cut this first episode in half and still gotten their point across they didn't really need to do the whole scene in Bolivia. They could have just mentioned vampires. Yeah. Although there, I thought the drinking blood thing was quite obvious of what they were doing, but I there, guess there really, there really was like five different times in this episode where I was like, okay, now you can wrap it up. Right. Same. And it just kept going and I was just kind of like, well, okay, why? Yeah. So that I'm, yeah, we're both out. Eh. Mm. We'll try to find something else to watch. Yep. Our next episode is going to be a reality TV show. So if you have any suggestions, I've got a few uh, in my head. But if you guys got some suggestions, send them our way. Follow us on all the socials and stuff. Uh, What is your recommendation before we get into all of our social media plugging? My recommendation. I know you just want to go play FIFA. I mean, no, that's, I'm trying to, I'm, I just haven't thought about it. And I guess, I guess my recommendation is this Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis. It's literally going to be like pound for pound, most weight ever in the octagon. This is UFC. It's going to be a slobber knocker of a match. Two guys, one that is literally like the Black Panther and the other that's like... Killmonger? No, he's this... the the Derek Lewis is like... He's the fucking man. Anyway... That's going to be my recommendation for this week. But if you haven't paid for ESPN Plus, I'm sorry, you're out of luck. Or if you just don't care about the UFC. You know, I was watching uh, the Bella Sisters, which is the uh, WWE people. The Bella Twins? Bella Twins. Uh-huh. I was watching their reality show this weekend. Mm-hmm. And you know how Ronda Rousey is now in the, w- the WWE? Yes. Nikki was training with her. And apparently Rhonda has a goat obsession. Oh, yeah. She has a she has a farm. She has a full farm. A full farm called Browsy Farms. And then they were like practicing in this real regulation size ring she made in her backyard. Mm-hmm. And one of the goats just ran by and made the goat noise. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki Bella jumped like fucking 12 feet in there. And then 
uh, Ronda Rousey's husband came out. And Travis I Brown. always forget that she's married. I'm the, like, oh, the, wait. The she, brow and the Browsey farms. I forgot about that. Her Browsey Ranch. Browsey Ranch. She's a terrible anyway. actress. Oh, my God. Please, somebody get her off of the screen. No, don't get her off the screen. Just get her a fucking acting coach. No. Like, you know what she needs? She needs a Paul Heyman. Yes, she does. She's, she can't yeah. talk. She, she yeah. can't talk. She can't pull it off. She's got one face, angry bitch face. And that, like, even that, ever, since she went from the from the UFC to the WWE, and the WWE just amplifies your your character traits anyway and to the, to the most extreme level. Yeah. So even her angry bitch face has become somehow more... No, it's her makeup. More... Care, more like, I don't know. Distinctive. No, but she can't act. She cannot she act. She cannot. She can't act. She can't talk. She couldn't shit talk in the UFC. All she kept say, all she would ever say is, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, she just, somebody needs to get her a Paul Heyman so that she can. Could her husband do it? Uh, I know nothing about him. No, because so. Travis Brown was one of those fighters that was like, well, I'm going to give, you know, he's a good wrestler and, you know, I'm going to have to work really hard. And No, he's not a good shit talker at all. Yeah, she does need a handler. That's but for he sh- sure. But he should be in the WWE. He's 6'7". You know who should be her handler? Who? Uh, Brie Bella, Nikki's sister, because after taking like a year and a half off, she could not wrestle. Oof, it was bad. Was it that bad? Oof, yeah. She hurt like two people back to back. I don't know. We'll have to ask Kate Hensler to come on and talk about it and update us on wrestling because I haven't watched. I don't really. Yeah. I just watch the reality show and then every so often I'll like text her and be like, wait, what happened? And she'll tell him, she'll fill me in on like all the WWE drama. But Yeah. The problem is, is that Ron, like Rhonda is such, is, is such a big star and moneymaker for the WWE that you can't watch it anymore without seeing her. And she's such a terrible actress and I hate seeing her on TV in that capacity that it just ruins the entire circus and it's a circus how do you ruin a circus can't unless you're ronda rousey abuse your animals See, and the people that work is, for this you is, this is the cynical side of me that that you and this the show and oh, idea brought whatever out. i was a very very positive person before i started watching and breaking down bad tv Okay, so besides the UFC fight that literally like... Is God Friended Me ever going to come back? I don't know, man. I just want God Friended Me back. It comes back next Sunday. It's, <gasps> it, it's because of the Super Bowl and then the Grammys and the Oscars and all that bullshit. That oh, no nobody cares. cares. Nobody cares about anything but the Super Bowl. Oh, you know for The Voice, John Legend's going to be a coach. Right on. So even though The Voice isn't interesting, Chrissy Teigen's Twitter will be very interesting. So we should just review her Twitter stream during The Voice. Sure. So that's your only recommendation is the UFC fight. Nothing else you've watched this week that's worth noting? No, I haven't watched any TV this week. I have. <laughs> Lay it out for us. I cleared off a lot of my DVR. Chicago Med is getting boring. Chicago Fire is still pretty good. Chicago PD, I've somewhat stopped watching because it's the same three things every episode. I watched about four or five episodes of SVU and that was real intense, real rough. Hannah, intense and rough, and we'll review that. Lindsay Lohan Beach Club got even more insane believe it or not we should have reviewed last week's episode instead of the one we did it was much more entertaining vanderpump rules still tons of crazy but my recommendation for everyone to go out and watch and i streamed it in one night watch the whole series is on netflix and it is an amy poehler show with natasha leone 
And um, there was another writer whose name I'm forgetting, so that sucks. I should remember it. But it's called Russian Doll. And it is so freaking good. It does in the middle kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, this is getting a little repetitive. And then they switch up almost immediately, like right as you're thinking, okay, this is getting repetitive. And they add this other element to it, which just makes it so good. And it's a great show. And it's really funny and really silly. And uh, it's Groundhog's Day a little bit. Except instead of like her just waking up again and repeating the day, she dies every day. Yeah, I can't. I can't read a single article on on the internet without seeing it because it's so the, good. The goddamn trailer for that show. So good. Everybody should watch the Russian Doll. It's so funny and so good. And I really hope they make a second season. I'm pretty much down for anything Amy Poehler touches usually, and I like Natasha Leon too. So it's really good. And that's my major recommendation. Single Parents is a show that we've plugged before. I finally made Bryant like sit through a whole episode. It's only 30 minutes. He really liked it. It's funny. Um, give that one its due so it doesn't get canceled, please. I agree. Please rate and subscribe. Please, you know, download, contact us on Facebook, make a comment on our Facebook page, email us at mademewatch at gmail.com. Follow our Instagram. You'll see a really cute picture going up tonight of our dog completely passed out in his puppy bed in unicorn pajamas, which was my favorite thing ever. Thank you, Amazon and Tooth and Honey. And follow us on twitter our made me watch twitter account is i live stream shows from it i've been doing it a lot i right before we started recording i was watching sister wives which is a show that nobody should watch but everybody should watch and i do a lot of reality tv shows check that out the bachelor this season is completely awful nobody should watch it it's so boring but that's pretty much it so it's been real it's been fun it's been real fun okay bye-bye